Welcome to Dr. Eric's Relentless Vitality Podcast. Our focus is on optimizing physical and mental vitality, maximizing performance, and extending lifespan. Dr. Eric is a licensed physician with a wealth of expertise in age management and preventive medicine, whose goal is enabling his patients to stay young, feel their best, and enjoy a higher quality of life. Hello. 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 Uh, Danny. Hello. The recording has started. Hello. Hi. Hey, Danny. Hey, yeah. Derek, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> How's your morning going? Happy Halloween, by the way. Yeah, you too. You sound very clear. This is a really cool, um, Anchor FM is really cool. Yeah, it's a new thing I found out. Um, I know you're new to podcasting. I've been doing uh-huh. it a little bit, but um, I originally started doing it with um, like through Skype with um, Audacity and some other things. It was a little problematic, and I know Zoom is pretty good, although it depends on how many you do, they have a free version, a paid version. I've done free conference call. And then uh, my marketing gal uh, who's helping me told me about this anchor, which was, yeah. I just tried it yesterday for the first time and it worked for the most part pretty well. Um, I had, I think it was, it glitched on me a little bit towards the very end, but I think it was because of the storm and it was storming in my area. And oh, so uh, that's why I was like, well, maybe I'll do a backup just in case. <laughs> but Yeah. Well, this okay. sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. So it might be something you could try too on yours. It's apparently, um, I haven't figured it all out yet, but I guess Anchor, uh, you can record obviously right off your phone and then uh, on your computer as well. Um, wow. And it, apparently somehow, I don't know how it does it. Um, I'm not the tech person, but mm-hmm. it, it broad, it'll it'll broadcast it to all the podcasting mediums for you. So you don't have to load it to each individual one or something like that. So Oh, that's awesome. I'm still figuring that out, but I'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Tell me about it. <laughs> Yeah, so how are things out in beautiful Colorado? Uh, really cold and snowy. We walked the dogs at 6 a.m. this morning, and it was dark and icy and 6 degrees. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's I heard, ridiculous. Are you guys getting any snow or, or not? Yeah, we have a ton of snow, and people were kind of snowed in. Uh, not, not snowed in, but school was canceled for the kids for the Monday and Tuesday, and um, it was just dangerous to be driving around. Oh my so. God. Crazy. Yeah. No, it's we're... way too early for that. <laughs> yeah. You guys got hit early this year. I know we were just talking about that. Um, uh, my wife had just told me about how Colorado got hit and probably about a month ago, I got an email from a place yeah. that I visit in Montana. This out, you know, saying they were getting hit and already opening yeah. for, for skiing. I thought, Holy moly. Wow. Uh, are you a skier? 
No, I love to have control over my feet <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and I don't like to slip and slide. And I, every year I fall, I like my feet slip out from under me and I end up hitting my head and then having to go to a chiropractor and getting yeah. totally messed up. So I try to remain as stable as possible <laughs> when I, standing at all times. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no fall down for you. Okay. I got yeah. You. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to do a, just a super quick intro and then, sure. and then it's, it's recording, but we'll edit that. If there's anything you, um, you know, you want to edit it out or you want to say off offline or anything like that, just let me sure. know. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, hey guys, it's uh, Dr. Eric here for another episode of Relentless Vitality Podcast. I've got Dana Shugart with me. She's the uh, first female editor at the well-known tnation.com. She's a well-known author, figure athlete, and a lifetime lifter fitness enthusiast. So, Danny, thanks for you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hope I didn't butcher your, your last name. Is it Shugart? Or... Oh, that's, that's fine. In fact, I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> I know in Texas they say Shugart, Sugar. but I just feel like that's such a weird pronunciation i feel like the germans who came up with it probably wanted it shugart but i have no idea <laughs> texas oh i'm sorry you cut out a little bit i'm sorry you cut out a little bit yeah yeah i heard that okay is that better yeah um yeah, so, um, no, I was just asking about the, is there a Texas connection there, or, or you got family? Yeah, well, Chris, um, I married Chris, and he's he's a Texan. I met him in Texas, and we got married about, oh, I want to say eight or nine months after meeting, and um, so, yeah, he's, he's the one with the weird last name. My maiden name is Reed, which is very easy to pronounce. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, where in Texas is, is Chris from? Uh, the Abilene area, so kind of middle of the state. Okay, okay, got yeah, it. yeah. No, not real familiar. I've got some family in Houston, kind of the suburbs, yeah. but that's obviously in in Texas language. It's like a, a, a couple states away. Inside, <laughs> it's such a big state. So I know. Yeah. Wait. So when? How long have you guys been out there in Colorado? Oh, um, let's see. I think since 2011. So eight years. Wow. Okay. It's hard to believe. Colorado Springs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, so you obviously you like it there. Oh, I love it here. I do miss the desert. I grew up in Arizona oh. and so we're in, neither of us are really used to the this snow. type of snow. Yeah. Uh, no, kidding. no kidding. Where's yeah. beautiful. I've been there a few times and, um, yeah. Colorado, we've been, I've been many, many times. We've only been to Colorado Springs once we come out there usually in the summer, um, you know where Estes Park is up north? Yeah. Yeah, we um, kind of have like a like a fractional ownership timeshare kind of thing. So we usually go up there and hike in the summer. But last wow. uh, couple of years ago, we went down to Colorado. Well, we went to like Manitou Springs and a couple of other areas down in your direction. Then we went through Colorado Springs, like cute little downtown area. We kind of yeah. you know checked out the area and ate, and uh, I thought it was really nice, really nice town. Yeah, it's growing so fast right now. It's it's just exploding and our downtown is getting kind of revamped and lots of new things coming in. I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, it's good and bad, right? It's like, it's good that, but to a point and then, then think that like Denver after a while, it gets like, there's too many people, too much growth. And yeah. Like, what happened to my cute little town? I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
So be careful what you ask for. Yes. <laughs> now, so tell me, I guess, tell me, and I guess everyone who's going to be listening to this, I guess, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. I know, obviously, you're still involved. Um, you have your own your own website. Um, I know you've got a book out, and uh, are you doing, obviously, you're the editor still, I'm assuming, at T Nation, you still? Yeah, yeah. So um, at, I'm, I'm an editor for TNation.com, Testosterone Nation, and um, I am a co-host with my husband on the Fit Pants podcast, which is kind of a silly fun way for us to talk about fitness every week. Um, nothing serious though. (laughs) And yeah, but I don't, you know, I took that, I did, um, self publish a book in 2013 and I had it available for a few years, but then I ended up taking it down. Um, I just, I feel like when I wrote it, I was still kind of, um, mourning the loss of my sister and taking it down was kind of like, a way for me to, to kind of be done with that phase of my life. But I mean, I'm glad I wrote it, but I'm also glad I, it's not available anymore because I'm not even sure if I agree with myself completely on everything that I believed back then. Right. Interesting. No, that's, that's uh, some good introspection there on yourself that you have the ability to look back and and realize how much you've changed. Um, So that's good. So yeah, I think it's, I think that's great. I think you hit it on the head and, you know, nice closure there to that. So that's pretty cool. Thank you. So you're obviously able to do with teenage obviously you could uh you know do that from home right you everything's uh you know kind of right mostly writing and editing etc you don't have to yeah anything, right that's kind of cool it is i i enjoy working from home and spending time with my dogs <laughs> absolutely excellent so it's and and what uh i guess are, are is there any travel involved with you are, are you doing any of the um i don't no, I know you obviously have the, uh, the um, competitive background yourself. Do you do any training yourself or anything one-on-one or are you mostly just doing things from afar? Oh, um, I, like, do I advise other people? Um, mm-hmm. no, I don't, I don't really do that anymore. I did for, at, for a while I was, um, I had a certification in fitness nutrition. Um, and then I had a, um, I have a minor in nutrition sciences, but I don't really advise people individually anymore. It's just so, so time consuming. And a lot of times you have to figure out um, what is causing the domino effect that, that makes them behave a certain way. Right. As far as their diet goes, like you can fix one thing and that little thing will fix everything else right everything will kind of fall into place once you just change one behavior and figuring out what that is is very time consuming and i i think it sometimes takes a psychologist and i'm not that so right i yeah leave that up to the pros in my opinion yeah no kidding no kidding you hit that on the head (laughs) (laughs) well that's cool no so um i guess the in that dovetails into you know our discussion a little bit and I guess what I do because that, that's why I wanted to have you on because I, I'm a physician in here in Ohio um, and I have a kind of a performance and health uh, you know practice I do I've been doing a lot of different things through the years I start off in emergency medicine then I wow. got into treating varicose veins and cosmetic aesthetic medicine and, and I do a lot of now uh, like I said the health and performance optimization so I got into the hormone optimization hormone replacement therapy peptide therapies, PRP, stem cell treatments. Um, and obviously I see patients one-on-one, but I'm trying to, uh, kind of transition a little bit, kind of like you, I'd like to be able to work from home and and advise from afar and, you know, maybe just, you know, do informational products. I have my, my, on my website, I'm, I'm working on that now coming out with, um, 
you know, informational products, eBooks, products, yeah. you know, supplements, things like that, because it's, it's fun. And like you said, um, you know, dealing with patients one-on-one is, I mean, I love it, but you're right. It is very time consuming and it, it takes, it takes a lot of digging sometimes, like you said, to find that, that little domino. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. But that, I mean, what you're doing sounds mind blowing. It sounds so important and that's awesome. That is really cool what you're doing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so one of the, I guess one of the reasons, or I guess one of the things I'm doing is just trying to, um, I mean, obviously I have to have the, the business side, but I have try to have a lot of a good free content for my, my patients, my followers. And so I started, I mean, I obviously, I, I mean, I have like a blog and I do like a bunch of videos and just try to put stuff. And then I have the podcast. So I just try to get a lot of varied guests on who uh, people would be interested in, you know, health, nutrition, I have physicians, trainers, um, you know, all kinds of different areas. And I guess that's when I was uh, reading online. I mean, I've read T Nation for a while and I I, I've read a lot of your posts and I thought, you know, I bet you she'd be kind of cool to have on here. That's oh, what I, <laughs> checking thank you. Uh, I mean, there's some other guys on there too. I'd love to have on, but I figured I'd, like I said, I, I, I started messaging you and I, I forget what, there's some funny post or something. I somehow I reached out <laughs> or vice versa and we started talking. I'm like, well, I think she'd be great to have on here. So that, I want to have you on. And um, I mean, I have a lot of, most of my patients are men, but I get a lot of women too. And that's, you know, I, so I think it's important to get that balance. And so I think it, I, I try to have a, a good balance of, uh, from both perspectives, the male and the female, especially from practitioners, uh, advisors, writers, uh, doctors, you know, who, who have all perspectives. So I thought you as a, a female former, you know, competitor and what you do at T Nation, it'd be good to get your perspective on things on. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess we can, I mean, I didn't really have a set agenda. I just kind of wanted to yeah. just kind of do an intro and just uh, talk about what's going on there with you with, with T Nation. And um, I've obviously I've read a lot of your articles, uh, You've got a lot of great articles, and I love your um, I love your recipes. I don't know if you, you those are your own. Or oh your, my gosh! Thank you so much. Yeah, those are so <laughs> with recipes. Coming up with them is like I know what I'm craving, but I'm not sure that I can always come up with the right thing. So a lot of times it's just trial and error, and I have made so many batches of terrible, terrible brownies and terrible, <laughs> terrible cookies. Uh-huh. So like. It means a lot that you've tried the ones that have been successful and made it onto T Nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I found multiple. Some were, I mean, there were some from other people too, but I yeah. found some of yours. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, I get a, I'm a health nut, but I'm like you. I have a sweet tooth. I love chocolate and peanut butter. And yeah. So I'm always, I'm always looking and looking on Pinterest and Google for like, you know, healthy protein, no bake cookies or healthy, you yeah. know, different like that so I've, I, i'm like you I've, I've made some that are good and some that are like not so good so right <laughs> <laughs> i found one on there and i don't know if it was yours or one of your um the other uh, the other yeah. nation it was a sweet potato baked protein brownie have you i don't know if you remember that one but that was amazing oh cool yeah, yeah i think that might have been chelsea's but i'm not sure because i know that i had some kind of version of that mm-hmm. a- several years ago, but I'm not sure that I did hers. And I'm going to tell you that there are there. Chelsea's one of them. She's awesome at that. But then there's a guy named um, Gareth Sapstead from the UK. And he has such incredible recipes. He's got this pancake that is like insanely good. Really? I have to look for (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Look for that one. It's got like oats and uh, a little bit of yogurt in it and protein powder and I just, oh, it's mind blowing, but we don't, we don't make it very often because 
we will eat the whole thing like right. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I made it. I think I did a, a super quick video, but I couldn't remember the name of the guy. So I, I felt bad. I was just like, I read it somewhere and I couldn't, I wanted to give him credit, but I couldn't remember on the spot on the heat of the moment. But um, yeah. yeah, I'll go back <laughs> I'll go look at that one. Yeah. So tell me, I want to talk about, I mean, obviously I'd love to talk sure. about training and nutrition and things like that. Many and yeah. women, especially for women. I mean, I get it. I mean, guys are for the most part fairly easy. Women are a little trickier because at least from my experience, because it, it just depends on their, their, their wife, for example, she loves CrossFit and she, uh-huh. if she did, she can't go or she missed the class. I said, well, just work out. You know, I've got some, a little bit of equipment on the basement or do that. And she's like, I don't, she doesn't want to do it. She, she likes that team and that, that the environment, the social yeah. aspect, team building and, so I guess um, in terms of women, obviously, I think strength training is huge. I'm big on, um, I mean, obviously, most of my patients are looking to, of course, lose weight and mm-hmm. get their energy back. But for my I really like to focus on the cell and the muscle. I think it's the, the muscle the, is the biggest endocrine organ in the body. And I think wow. by building up the muscle, you could, it'll, t- everything else will take care of itself. But a lot of women are resistant to that thinking, you know, the typical, you know, I'm going to get, I don't want to get big. I don't want to get inflamed and bulky, but. What's, I guess, what's, do you have a, I mean, and everybody's different, I know, but what's your general take on training for women for, uh, for, for muscle size, for fat loss, for all the above? Well, uh, I love what you just said. There was a line that you just said right now, and I feel like I needed to take a note on that because that's amazing. The <laughs> muscle is the greatest endocrine. What did you say? It's, it's the big, it's the largest endocrine organ in the body. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. I never thought of it like that, but it makes sense. It does. Yeah. Check. Um, I'll have to shoot you a link on my, I don't know if it's live yet, but I did a, a, a video. It should be on my YouTube channel. I do. I borrowed a diagram for one of my, um, my mentors at the, at a, from a conference. Uh, it was, I think it was like a PowerPoint type deal. I have a picture of a muscle cell and I kind of walk through how that works. Like it's a, like we're, we're, I guess we in the medical and science community we're, over the last couple of years, just slowly been discovering all these different uh, myokines and, and cytokines and enzymes that the muscle actually makes and how involved it is with affecting, you know, improves your glucose disposal everywhere. It, it, it you, know, you create chemicals that help you burn fat, that build your bone, help your liver. I mean, all these different things. It's amazing. Wow. Um, so I think it's like, let's focus on the muscle and yeah. they also take care of itself, but it's hard. It's hard to get people to do that. Well, and I, you know, I think that they, there's a lack of understanding there because people don't understand how, the muscle affects your hormones, which affect your uh, body composition. They don't understand how one thing leads to another. Um, And a lot of people will say, okay, well, if you build one pound of muscle, it'll only burn an extra X amount of calories per day, which when you look at it that way, it's not a whole lot. So that, I mean, and I, I don't recommend people look at it that way. Don't think about it as how many calories will this burn for me in one day? Think about it as building your body up so that you have, I don't know. I I can't, when you say that, when you say that it's an endocrine organ, now I get it because I've never understood, like as a teenager, I was chubby until I met a, um, a bodybuilding coach and he taught me how to lift weights and build muscle and get strong. Right. And I watched my body composition change dramatically right. as a teenager. Right. And so, but I never really knew why or what was happening, you know? And I've, that's always just been my go-to is, is I know how I can control my body composition and that's through building muscle. And you know, there have been times when I've gone through running phases and that sort of thing. And, and, uh, 
running in the past for me has been like a, how can I shrink myself and get smaller? But I now realize that that was a really dumb thing to do because it never really made me leaner. Right. It just made me exhausted (laughs) (laughs) and hungry. Yeah. Wore you down. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I know that's why I love, you know, I think CrossFit's been great just to get women and men in there and in the gym working out. But I know sometimes, um, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's sometimes it can be a, a good thing. It can be a bad thing. I know, for example, I know my wife for once, sometimes she does it too much. She gets kind of inflamed and, and she yeah. feels like she's getting bigger, you know, not like in a, in a good way, you know, kind of in a puffy way. Yeah. Puffy. And it's like, cause I, and I look at some of the routines and like, damn, you're doing way too much, you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. get back to more of the, I, you know, I, I try to say, you know, kind of what you mentioned, you know, kind of do more of like a bodybuilding workout. You know, I know women, and I don't know what's your take on this. You know, a lot of women, especially in the lower body, can do a lot of weight and more higher reps and, and better endurance. But um... it's true. Um, well, you know, the thing is, is that like I'm kind of with her. Like if I had my choice right now, if I had a CrossFit box near me, there's no way that I wouldn't have a, a membership. Right. Now, I wouldn't go every single day, right. but I would make sure that some days were, um, you know, Olympic lifts some days were just whatever the wad was. And then I would do my own workout, which would be focused on hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do miss it. And I understand where she's coming from with like enjoying that camaraderie. Right. Right. So, yeah, but I do like one thing that I do in the gym, since I just go to a, you know, conventional mom and pop gym, um, I like to take a lot of my workouts and, turn them into like a bodybuilding style wad right? where I will set out, I'll get a timer and set an EMOM timer for a couple different exercises and then just do this high density superset between two exercises until, you know, until the timer's done. But it, it, that timer makes you focus on the work that you're doing and it gives you that same type of burn and same type of fatigue that I used to get from CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, but then I I also have a little bit more control over it because nobody else is dictating what I'm doing. So if I want to go in and focus on a shoulder and back workout, then I can focus on that instead of doing full body every single time. Right. Right. Yeah, so you go in and say maybe do like an incline chest press, alternate with like a goblet squat or something like that. Just hit it for like 15 minutes or whatever. And then, yeah, well, like today I did um, an upper body day. And so my first superset was um, uh, seated rows with push ups. And so I would set the timer for a minute and a half. And then I would have to do 10 reps on one exercise, 10 reps on the other. And then whatever else whatever other time I had left over was when I would rest before the next set. So, and usually I would only get like, I only had about 30 seconds of rest. Right. Right. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you rotate? uh, You know, obviously a lot of people do like kind of like cycles or, you know, mesocycles of, you know, maybe four weeks of more hypertrophy, like your mid range reps and another few weeks of more strength, like lower reps. And and yes, I, I'm all over that. I, I love the idea of, spending time doing one style of lifting and then spending time give yourself plenty of time to do one style of lifting but then change it up every so often because i feel like the best thing for body transformation is um 
not necessarily cha- like changing everything, but just, you know, doing lower reps with heavier weight or higher reps with less weight or shorter rest periods between your sets or longer rest periods between your sets, depending on what, how, you know, whether or not you want to build strength. But you know what? I can tell you that whenever I focus solely on strength and try to do um, very, very low reps with high weight, that is when my joints feel they, the worst. Hurt, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I know I, I'm either doing it wrong or my body just doesn't right. like that. <laughs> Your body's doing <laughs> something. Yep. No, I yeah. hear you. I hear you. I, I don't do a lot of heavy stuff anymore either. I'm, I think I'm a little older than you, so I, I, I'm the same way. I'll, my, if I do something heavy, my, my back will feel it or something will feel it. I'm like, eh, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I like to do it, totally. but I, I can't do it all very often. But Yeah. Okay, well, good. So what's, um, I guess, in, the, in that same vein, I guess, do you, you and Chris have like a set um, nutrition style you like? Do you do much in terms of uh, nutrient or macro rotations or cycling or just kind of have a set diet you stick with throughout the year or – What's your, what do you do for yourself and for people you talk to? Well, um, we have, he and I have gone back and forth on this. And, um, when I was having autoimmune problems, uh, when I still had my implants, um, my diet was forced several times for, for months at a time, forced down to nothing but meat. So I was doing some iteration of the carnivore diet accidentally, just because I had food sensitivities to everything I ate except for meat. So, um, so I understand the, the benefits of that type of diet. And I mean, incidentally, I would end up getting really lean, but that wasn't my goal. My goal was just to stop hurting. Um, so I get the benefits of that diet. Um, but I'm at a point now where I don't have any food sensitivities anymore. Um, and, I, I feel like my body composition is really easy to maintain these days. So I'm just eating, you know, generally healthy foods. I don't tell myself, no, you cannot eat anything, but I don't really crave junk food or fast food or anything like that just because I don't, I'm not used to eating it. So it's not, so generally, I guess my diet is just junk food free (laughs) and generally healthy. I don't have a whole lot of sugar in my diet aside from what's in fruit. Right. Right. Perfect. Perfect. So do you think you, you freeing yourself of the fact that you're not uh, irritated by a lot of things Do you think that has to do with the resolution of, of your, uh, of your illness from the, from the breast implant? I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. Yeah, sure. Oh, I I'll talk about that all day long. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great story. I'd not even really heard much about it. So I read your post. So I think, you know, like getting the word out about it would be, would be pretty cool. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, so I had, I got implants in 2012 and I didn't start experiencing any negative things from it, um, until a few years in and I didn't connect the dots. I had no idea that all these food sensitivities could be related to my implants. Um, and you know, I still, when I got them, out like right before I got them out is when I learned oh all these other women have food sensitive sensitivities too what a coincidence you know and it was just so weird that we would all have these random seemingly unconnected symptoms and and then when we get our implants out those weird symptoms go away so I don't really understand that but um one thing I can tell you is that like I know that my immune system was compromised and 
so I would have a sinus infection that would spread to my ears that would cause, you know, I was afraid of losing my hearing at one point. So I did have to go into the doctor and frequently get antibiotics. So then getting antibiotics and not knowing how to, um, uh, recolonize my gut safely, um, caused like a domino effect of candida and all these other things. And I think the candida led to the fibromyalgia, which led to, you know, months of pain. So, um, part of the thing is I think the implants affected my immune system. Having my immune system affected made me go get antibiotics way too often. Getting antibiotics way too often, uh, ruined my gut, my gut bacteria, my gut health, uh, um, and having leaky gut, I believe, uh, yeah, I tested positive for leaky gut. Um, that caused me to um, have uh, have my body attack itself when particles slipped through my uh, intestinal lining and my immune system started uh, fighting back, you know? It, I don't know if I'm saying this all right, but this is the domino effect that I'm picturing in my mind. So <laughs> I think you hit it right on the head. And that's one thing I, I deal with that a lot with patients with um, leaky gut and gut issues. That's such a pre- so prevalent in our society today. You yeah. know? And uh, from some of the training I've done with uh, learning about, you know, the peptides and the cell and the muscle, like, and we're really digging into, as you mentioned, the immune dysfunction that happens. And a lot of time it is from, the foods and the gut and the gut problems. And, and then like, as you mentioned, the, the immune, once the immune system is jacked up, then it affects everything. And then you get a vicious yes. cycle. So you hit it right on yeah. the head. Perfect. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not, I don't have this knowledge that you do as a doctor, but it's fascinating to me. And I'm just right now, I'm just like kind of guessing at what, what went wrong. Um, and I know that like having my implants out, I feel like my immune system is so much stronger now, even just after one year. Um, I feel like I don't have to take antibiotics anymore. Like I can get a common cold and fight it off without antibiotics. I can, and I, and I'm going to get sick less frequently so that I'll never, you know, be in that position. But I just feel like a different person now. No, so that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, after I read about yeah. it, I started reading a little bit on your stuff and I was just kind of following your story along and I thought that's just so cool. And I'm so, I'm happy for you that you're, you're, you're healed and you're back to normal and you're telling you. Have you had, I'm sure you've had this, but have you, you probably reached or had a lot of women reach out to you and with similar uh, concerns and uh, what getting the word yeah. out about uh, breast implant illness. Yes. Tons of questions uh, and not just from women, but also from husbands and boyfriends who are concerned, which kind of warms my heart because when I was going through this, um, I would see stories from other women. We had like, we had a Facebook support group and I would see stories from other women talking about how their husbands would threaten to divorce okay. them, uh, if they got their implants out or, you know, boyfriends would dump them if they got their implants out. And so to see males being proactive and seeking advice um, for their wives and girlfriends, just that makes me so Absolutely. happy. Absolutely, No, fantastic. Yeah. Are, are, yeah. are a lot of the people, are they getting um, some assistance? Obviously you found a good surgeon to, to, to deal with it, take it out or, or some or stories of yeah. uh, people being resistant or not questioning whether this, this is real or not or, or Yes. Yeah. All of those, all of the above. So it's so crazy because my own surgeon wasn't really a believer, but she was a good surgeon. So 
And I was on the fence about hiring someone who didn't believe in breast implant illness because I thought, okay, well, they're not going to do um, a, you know, immaculate job of cleaning out the capsule. And the capsule is the um, scar tissue that surrounds, that builds up and surrounds the implant right. itself. So I just thought, I worried because I was like, well, if I choose some a surgeon who doesn't really believe in breast implant illness, they're not going to try to get everything right, out. Right. Um, but I did find a surgeon who was skeptical about it, but she was, um, I knew that she was the best. I knew that she was amazing for what I needed. And she did such a good job. I mean, she did such a good job. I had, when I got my implants, I had gigantic scars, like keloid scars underneath right, my right. boobs. Um, she got my implants out and then she stitched me up and now my scars are much smaller. Like I actually look better awesome. than I did with good, them. Good, yeah. So, but there are women who weren't so lucky. Like they've gone into their plastic surgeon's office and have been laughed out and have been told you're going to look deformed if you get these out. And they've been told you're going to look disproportionate and you're not going to like the way you look. Or, you know, all of these surgeons have had, not all of these, but many surgeons have had these scare tactics to get women to keep their implants in, which is so weird is to weird. me. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, good yeah. thing is hopefully there's a lot of other plenty who will believe in and that they can go to and get it taken care of. Yeah, there's a growing amount. And I think even the ones who are skeptical about it, there's just so much out there right now that they're going to change. I think a lot of them are going to... <laughs> For maybe for their bottom line, you know, maybe they want to earn more money and start doing these surgeries to get implants out. But um, I think a lot of them are changing their perception of explants, which yeah, is good. Yeah, that's a good thing. Well, everything moves sometimes slowly and well, probably every every field out there, but certainly in the medical field, things move at a glacial pace sometimes in terms of knowledge base and what what's right, what's wrong. I mean, look at, you know. Look at what happened with the whole fat debate, you know, for your decades, and you know, every fat's bad, you know, eat low fat. Yeah. Terrible, and we have to do the opposite kind of thing. So it's like that everywhere um, with all industries and all professions. But I think it all comes from awareness and communication and getting the word out about things. So uh, be glad to share your story and hopefully help other women and other providers for sure. Huh. Well, that's good. So it sounds like um, the it's it's all mostly behind you now, and you're healed, and it sounds like you can tolerate about anything. Yeah. That's fantastic. And... Yeah, back to lifting. You know, everything everything that I used to be able to do, I can do it now again. And um, yeah, I feel like I have my health and my energy back, and I don't have to worry about getting sick again because that was always it was like a thing that I couldn't get rid of. Like I I always had this like monkey on my back because it was like. <laughs> Even when I was well, I was always worried about the next time it was going to happen because these flare-ups happened once or twice a year. And so it was, and it would take months to get rid of. So I was always just in this constant state of fear, like, "Uh uh-oh, what am I going to do wrong this time? If I get sick again, then it's going to cause this, this, and this. And so. Yeah. Yep. Good, 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 good. Uh, yeah. so I guess any what's I guess what's next with you and with T Nation? What are some current challenges that that are on your plate or on the company's plate or, or I don't know what your I mean I know you're the editor I don't know who who owns it or what the roles are but what's any challenges in the industry with the organization or any new projects that you're working on or? Um, well, so I wanted to um, 
my challenge is getting, getting information out there and like wanting to write articles. And I just feel so overwhelmed because there's so much to talk about and so much to write about. And it's like, um, and I get kind of bogged down with editing that like, I can't, I can't write my own stuff when my mind is filled with other people's material. Right. So it's almost like that balance of being a consumer versus being a producer. Right. And if I'm consuming too much, then I, I have a hard time producing my own right. stuff. So unless I'm really angry about something <laughs> <laughs> and then it's easy <laughs> and I can produce, Let it all but <laughs> Yeah, but if I'm like in a really great mood and happy all the time, it's harder. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to, I mean, I have a few articles that I've been wanting to write, but um, I keep getting like overzealous in the gym and then just <laughs> hurting myself. <laughs> and and uh, so it's been delaying the process. Um, but as far as like Teen Nation as a whole, I'm not sure what what new things are on the horizon. I, I think there's a lot of things that are coming up, but I'm just not, I'm an editor, but I'm not as high up in the company to know about those, those types of things. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if, yeah. uh, if I can be of any help in any way, as a, if you need anybody to, uh, if you're getting questions from people or anything from the medical perspective, I'm happy to uh, give it, give my, Oh my gosh. Stuff. Yeah, please. <laughs> we would love to hear you would be an amazing contributor. Yeah. I'd be happy to do that. I, I'm like, I'm kind of like you, I don't have a lot of time to write, but um, I yeah. try when I can, but I, I, I have much more fun just kind of doing interviews like this and like doing videos. Cause it's just quicker. It's easier. It's hard to just block off time to write. Like you said, I mean, for, I'm, you know, I'm sure just like you, but uh, I, you know, I'm do yeah. it. I'm happy to, to talk, but it's it, like you said, it's easier. I think if you have a mission or something like, Hey, what about this? Like one of the videos where people just ask me questions like, Hey, what do you think about keto? Or how do I lift for this? Or, Hey, I hurt my knee. What do I and just simple, you know, easy things like that. Or I know that obviously on yeah. nation, there's tons of questions about hormones and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, if I can help in any way, I'd be happy to, to, Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. And you know, don't put so much pressure on yourself. I think that's what a lot of us do. I'm guilty too, but, um, I think we think, okay, I'm going to write an article. This must be my manifesto of everything I believe in (laughs) when really we could just focus down. I mean, teen nation doesn't just run articles. It runs tips too. So if you don't have time for a full, you know, 2000 word article, you can write a tip for, you know, under a thousand words and just make it something simple and practical and doable that people can do. And, um, you know, contributing at T Nation is one of those things where it's, I think a lot of people think that it's a super hard thing to do, but it's really not. You just focus in on what, what you want to say and don't think that you have to write everything that you believe in and have believed in. And every, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't have to be that huge. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And I love those little tips on there. I, there's, Whenever I'm reading blogs or articles, there's you know some that I like, but then there's others that like, oh my god, I'm not going to read all this. Just just give me the <laughs> give the bottom line. <laughs> right, and I think that that's so that's how information has changed so much, and and it's I mean when the internet <laughs> first came about, I think we were still reading long form articles online. Right, but. Um, since there are so many options, so many opportunities for people to click off and go somewhere else, um, articles are needing to get to, they need to get to the point faster. Yeah. And, 
and say more in fewer words because people are no longer reading for the art artistry of the written word they're reading just to get the information right. and to get out of there they don't have time they need the tldr version right right so so i think that that's how that's how communication that's how journalism on the internet has changed everything is that it's now more important to be able to say something in fewer words than to display how you know intelligent you are through this beautiful prose and right, stuff right right I think you're absolutely right. And, and, and it's sad in a way because I like to read, but at the same time, I think yeah. that, and I think that's why I think lately I've just been doing, I haven't done many, many blogs lately. I've just been doing these short little, literally two or even four minute uh, videos to pop on YouTube because it's, you're just quick, quick little things and just get because people's attention span is, is so short. So it um, really is. Yeah. yeah Nobody has out. time either. I mean, even if they do have a longer attention span, it's like, they've got to go do this. They have that. And it's like, it's just hard to, to capture someone's attention. It is. It is. Absolutely. It's harder and harder all the time, but that's the challenge. That's the, the good, good and the bad, I guess, at the same time. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Well, good. Any other, anything uh, on the, on the horizon for you and Chris personally? I mean, obviously you guys are working Is is Chris, what is he uh, with you? Does he still write a teenager? What is he, what is he, I guess, what's his normal agenda like? So he's the chief content officer, the CCO at tnation.com, um, which in a way kind of makes him my boss, <laughs> like one of my bosses. Right. Um, um, so he's, he goes to the office every day. Um, and I, I work from home, but the, our office is only minutes away from us. So it's not, it's not like a huge drive or anything, but yeah, he, um, he does way more than I do. And and he's a lot smarter than me, but, um, we're both enjoying ourselves doing this little podcast that we came up with because it's like, it's a way to approach fitness. That's no longer a way. It, we don't think of it as work, you right. know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, with T nation, we love it. We love our jobs. We love our bosses. We love everyone there, but, um, it's still a form of work. It's your job. It's work. Right. But, with this podcast it's like we're not trying to make money we're just trying to have fun and we have big mouths so we just want to talk <laughs> oh hello 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 Danny Hello. Oh, there oh, you I are. I lost you for a second there. Sorry about that. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> okay. Good, 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 good. No, I, 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 I kind of got what you said there at the end there. So, um, yeah, no, gotcha. Totally understood. Totally understood. Um, well, that's cool. Excellent. Well, um, and anything, uh, you guys have anything, I know it's, uh, I always try to be seasonal. It's Halloween and you, uh, you guys typically stay in Colorado over the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas type stuff, or do you travel? Yeah. Um, well, we are the most boring people you could possibly ask that question to. <laughs> um, uh, the internet just never ends. So we, um, we just, Chris does so much work that he finds it hard. We both find it hard to like go on trips or anything. We find it hard to like separate our lives from our work. Right, right. So we don't really do much traveling. Um, but we don't, it doesn't, that doesn't really bother us either. Um, sometimes family will come over here for the holidays. 
Um, so I don't know. We just, I think not having children makes us less sentimental about seasonal stuff, you know? Yeah, I think you're right about that for sure. And, and, you know, what's, and on, and, you know, you're in a beautiful uh, uh, state, so you don't really need to travel. I mean, for me, my, my, that's kind of my dream is I'd love to move out to the mountains at some point. Cause I love the mountains. I love to ski and hike and all that. And so you, oh, yeah. you're living where I want to live, but it's like, you don't need to travel when you're living in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on out here. Yeah. We, um, it, it's funny though, because when you live here, you kind of take it for granted and you don't go on as many hikes as you should, even though, I don't know, when we lived in Texas, it was like completely flat, just completely beige everywhere. <laughs> there weren't trees. It was just, I don't know. And and then when we moved out here, we were, we just thought, oh, we're going to go hiking all the time. And then once you live out here, you kind of get used to it and then you forget, oh yeah, we could go hiking. We could go sightseeing and look at the beautiful nature, but you know, you get used to things, which is sad. You're absolutely right. I think we're like that. No matter where we live, we take where we live for granted and Right. <laughs> yeah true well, awesome well hey i want to be uh, respectful of your time and uh i guess i'll i'd love to have you back on for another one at some point i i love by the way i did uh, listen to i think one or two of your podcasts last weekend i i love the way you guys do it very witty it's fun it's it's uh as you mentioned it's a, it's a fun way to approach things so um keep it up thank you thank you i think it's good Thank you so much. And um, we would, I, I am really intrigued by all that you're doing. And I would love, 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 love if you submitted anything to T Nation. That would be awesome. Um, I, it sounds like you have a lot of information to share. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I mean, if there's anything your readers want to know about uh, hormones, you know, peptides, you know, anything from like a physician perspective, I'm happy to contribute out. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of selfish. Sometimes I'll ask, I'll ask people for just what I want to know right. <laughs> and then they'll write these amazing articles. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if there's something that you want to know personally, I mean, I'm happy to write something up quick and I can send it. If it sounds like something cool to post on the site, go for it or, or, or whatever. And I can yeah. happy to do that. So amazing. Cool. Excellent. Well, obviously we can, everyone listening who will hear the podcast can find you at T Nation. You have your own website too, correct or no? Uh, well, I used to, I'm going to let this website die, a website called Good Girl Fitness, because I haven't been writing. I don't keep up with it. Yeah. Um, but we do have a website for our podcast, fitpantspodcast.com. Yeah. Um, and so that's just where I put the show notes. But we're not really, I mean, we're most active on social media. I'm most active on Instagram. Gotcha. But um, yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, I'll have everybody reach out to you then. And um Okay. Awesome. Hello, I like his articles too. He's kind of like me. He's kind of a smart ass, and I I, I like that. Um, <laughs> his, his, I always chuckle when I read some of his articles. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> they make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Well, Dean, it was awesome talking with you. Finally, I'm glad to to, yeah. to meet you at least over the phone. And um, let's yeah. let's keep in touch. If there's anything, like I said, I'll I'll send you something as they come up. If there's anything you got, you or your readers want to know about medically, let me know. I'd be happy to contribute. Amazing. Thank you so much. No problem. You guys have a great Halloween and enjoy your weekend. Thanks. You too. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.